In this episode, you'll discover why audiograms and short form content are a terrible way of attracting new listeners to your podcast. Welcome to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing, a podcast helping coaches, experts, business owners, or independent podcasters who want to do this full time, gain clarity around why your podcast isn't growing as fast as you'd like, and learn the steps you need to fast track slow and steady growth to gain thousands of new, highly engaged listeners. In this episode, you'll discover why audiograms and short form content are a terrible way of attracting new listeners to your podcast, the sneaky tricks social media platforms play to make you feel like you're reaching more listeners when you're actually not, and why you shouldn't make short form content if you want to make the most out of your time as an independent podcaster who's trying to grow fast, get big and monetize as soon as possible. Hello, everyone. Today is a bit of a different episode. I've got a guest today. We're not actually a guest. Technically, he's also the owner of this podcast. Um, but we've got Ty Shea, my business partner, my right-hand man, and also the second half of Daniel Larson. It's a, it's a celebration, guys. Super excited. Um, and I've got Ty on. Firstly, Ty, how you doing, man? Yeah, good. I mean, I would say thanks for being here, but <laughs> this is mine too. But no, it's, it's good. I'm glad we're able to have this conversation. Absolutely. And I guess for context for everyone if you haven't listened to episode one the reason why is just me mainly being the main host for the show is just logistically we're super busy we have completely different roles in the company um so it just makes sense to split things up hence why you know i podcast but tyke is of course you know not a stranger he's going to be here more often than not tuning in when he has something to say or something that triggers him and today we want to talk about something very specific that does trigger tyke specifically the whole concept of short form content being used as a marketing mechanism for independent podcasters trying to grow their podcast and get more listeners. So target guess for people, and again, to clarify, we really mean shorts, reels, TikToks, the stuff that you see on a day-to-day basis that a lot of podcasters are now doing. Also, audiograms and audio clips. So I guess, yeah. where do we go from here, Talk For you, why, does that, why is it frustrating? I guess, more importantly, why doesn't that work in terms of helping podcasters get more listeners and where does confusion line with people believing that it does yeah i mean that's a great pre-framing i think you know do i have a problem with reels on their own no it's just a tool right it's the, you know there's not got a personality it's just how you use it it's who's using it all this kind of stuff um i do think they can be used powerfully let me just make that clear if you've got a massive following you know instagram have openly come out and said they are or at least they did a while ago i think they've now shifted it more to pictures again but you know reels is what they're pushing on the platform so if you've got a big following you've already got momentum on your side or you frankly you've just got a shit ton of money to pump into that then reels is a good way to start you know basically push that content out there and actually reach more people now the problem with that is reaching more people doesn't correlate to getting more listeners really and I think that's where the the fallacy kind of lies, right? Because I think people, I uh, think what most podcasters are led to believe by the propaganda about growing with social media and about a certain, you know, propaganda. the propaganda from the social media algorithms, if you'd like, is that reach converts to listeners, li- listeners. <laughs> and the more exposure you get, the more likely you are to get listeners from your podcast. And you should be doing short form content because this is what gets the most of that. Let's unpack this. Firstly, 
all the numbers people see when they see this so-called reach, whether that's views on a TikTok or, you know, views on a YouTube short, whatever you want to call it, they are definitely vanity numbers because as we all know, again, these algorithms, they're, they're there to give us quick dopamine hits, to make us addicted, to keep us on the platform. Um, it's a view, which means someone scrolled past it. It doesn't actually mean they watched it at all. The other point to know is that there are, I saw an article, you know, we should probably pull this up, but it was like, so basically the, the point is, and we can actually get the stat in, in the show notes, the around half, in fact, a bit more than half of all internet use and all internet activity um, is bots at this point. So, you know, your the TikTok that got 600k views, <laughs> obviously that wasn't actually views because it doesn't mean people necessarily watched all the way to the end. Um, but it wasn't even uh, 600k human eyes on that, right? So again, these numbers that people get, it's no wonder the expectations aren't matched because the expectations are manipulated by thinking that, you know, these numbers are conducive to people that actually engaged with the content. They actually watched it and you know they actually thought about it. When most of the time, there's just people scrolling past it um, if that's even a person, normally it's a bot. Firstly, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense, to be honest. I, to be honest with you, I give credit to the social media platforms because they've done it so well. They've like, done a great if you, job. If you are an algorithm or if you're a social media platform where your incentives to keep people on your platform, both as creators and consumers, of course you're going to just want to give vanity metrics or rather... Mm. Of course, you want to you know, give it a jab of testosterone or a jab of you know steroids, pump the numbers up because we feel good. It feels nice seeing a massive number on the screen. It reinforces just like the reptilian brain to think, oh, that makes so much sense. And I get it. I mean, I'm not going to blame them because, you know, fair play. To We've all been good. there, right? We've both been there <laughs> with like likes and things like that. So 100%. for sure, like it, 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 this it isn't us standing from our our mighty tower looking down on you know people that haven't realized it i think we all realize it but we all just still fall for it again which is just credit to how the the good the algorithms are and how addictive these platforms are but let's actually unpack so why does reach not translate to more listeners okay so there's people's expectations when they see x amount of reach or when they know a post is getting reach and again it doesn't have to be tiktok views even like you know you can see reach on facebook if you're posting from a facebook page or something like that like in all forms the expectation never matches the actual result right how many listeners does your podcast gain from that so my question to you is at what point along that line does the connection get severed if you like yeah and then the the expectation becomes unmet what changes in the middle of, you know, going from reach to listeners, um, that means that, you know, you don't come out with half as many listeners as you would expect. I think there's a lot of reasons, to be honest with you, but I think the main one in terms of the podcaster and the expectation that's set is interesting, right? Because if you got 100,000 views on a video and you're promoting the podcast right at the end, you've got a link in your bio, you'd expect some of that reach to translate to listenership, right? But I think that expectation is... I think the expectation is there because we believe that if we just get exposure on something, that's then going to translate to someone taking the next step. But in actuality, that would hold true if people are going onto these platforms to discover new podcasts. But people aren't. So when when, when users on TikTok, Reels, Facebook, whatever, when they're going onto YouTube, onto Facebook, onto TikTok, they're going to get distracted. They just want, sh- they're looking for short form content. So when you put on that lens of, okay, well, number one, these platforms aren't incentivized to take people off their platform. 
Number two, they're incentivized to have you as the user to keep creating the content. Number three, the users themselves, again, aren't going on this, these platforms to discover new podcasts to listen to. So I think it's really about the belief and expectation that we have as creators of, well, if I get reached this amount of people, then surely that's going to tr translate to listeners. That would only hold true if people's intention when they're using this platform was to discover new podcasts, but it's not. Uh, so the logic, I get the logic and it makes complete sense, but it's kind of, what's the word? What's the word? Is, is, a, is, a, is it a fallacy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like a fallacy, we've, yeah. We've, we've said that, haven't we? So yeah. Yeah. And also the thing to bear in mind is that people, you know, we advise and people will advise, you know, if you are trying to grow with TikTok or whatever, you know, you make a really good hook in your video and you can do all these kind of ninja tactics um, in terms of like grabbing the person's attention within three seconds or, you know, clipping up like the best bit of your podcast and even if it's really intriguing and that in itself is a skill right and most people don't yet have that skill again just because well they, they haven't learned the skill and they haven't been in the position to learn that skill um so they just come in as a beginner trying to clip up a bait if you like clip um it doesn't always hit as people would like it to but even if it does i think another the, the problem is still lies with the algorithms like you said they're still trying to keep people on their platform so even if you give the best hook People are in the habit of just scrolling and scrolling to the next thing and scrolling to the next thing. You have to really break their habit and they have to be, you have to basically chance that you're going to be the lucky one that they're going to break the habit for and actually come out of the, you know, the kind of trance of scrolling that they're in. And they might have been scrolling for the last 10 minutes and actually go and click on something and actually go and, um, you know, take the initiative to go and do something else, which ultimately people are not on, people are not in the mood for when they're on those platforms. So it's again, it's, it's, it's very much an uphill battle because it's like we're trying to we're trying to effectively uh, no. hmm, what's a good analogy for this you i know? think it's kind of like what the analogy that i can think of is like we're trying to force vegetables down the user's throat by trying to convince them to listen to the podcast but they don't want the vegetables they don't care for the vegetables they've got what they want which is just a short video that gave them the education and made them feel some kind of way um, so again, it's like, it's interesting as well, because I don't think it's just about entertainment or like, I don't think rather, I don't think the issue lies with the clips not being valuable. I think the clips in themselves are super valuable, right? Super valuable. I think there's going to be tons of people who actually do listen more that don't, but tons that do listen. But that's the thing, right? Because people are, we're constantly programmed to seek out short form content. So that's them getting their quick fix of your podcast in short form. You see what I mean? So they go onto these platforms mm -hmm. to actually consume that type of content, which is short form, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, a minute, not a 20 minute, 30 minute, an hour long dedication, long form without any visual element, just keep them stimulated. So I think if you've got, again, if you just switch your mindset and just know, okay, cool, um, I've got the intention of just growing my TikTok, my shorts, getting my name out there, that's fine. But sever the attachment to the outcome being your listenership will grow. Maybe just grow on that platform. I personally wouldn't do that because I think any client that we have, any student, any client that we have within Get More Listeners Academy, any podcast that we speak to within our community or when we get on a strategy session, is really asking yourself, right, Tyke, what's the main goal? What's my main objective? 
how much time and energy am I putting into this? What's the expectation? And then where do I go from here if I want to get and grow my listeners? You know? Yeah. And I think that that's a good point because with all this said, like we made clear at the start, it's not that this can never work. It's not that this is doomed to fail. It clearly has worked for some people. And that's how, you know, it, it, I think ultimately it works mainly for the people that independent podcasters are playing a different game to, which is why I think it's a shame that that's the strategy that most people are aware of. But it still can work. But is it the most effective thing for you as an independent podcaster who, you know, you probably have a family, a full-time job, all these other responsibilities that are getting in the way of you putting as much time into your podcast growth as you would ideally like to? With your very precious time and limited resources, is this the quickest and most effective way for you to get listeners? Because here's what we've covered so far. You're basically, you know, when you post a TikTok or an Instagram reel, something like that, what you're receiving, the the result that you're seeing is vanity numbers with no clear indication, uh, with no clear ROI, right? Again, we've discussed half of them are probably bots. Half of them didn't necessarily watch the video. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of tricked by these algorithms. Some of them might have done. They got their quick fix and they carried on scrolling because they, they could keep scrolling and eating their cake while we're trying to shove the vegetable down their throat, but they've just got the cake right there. So why would they go and eat the vegetable? So with all that said, it's stacking the odds. And like I said before, we're fighting an uphill battle trying to grow with this method that it's very hard to get any proof for and it's very hard to see ROI, yet we're left slaving away because these algorithms tell us to post every single day. And, you know, basically it's just a hamster wheel, isn't it? Post, post, post. And, you know, if you want to grow on TikTok, you've heard you've got to post at least once a day, the same with reels, all that kind of thing. So it means that we, not only is it in the strategy that, again, we can't clearly see the ROI from, but it's also a very, very time-consuming strategy. Again, which is why it works better for people with teams or that can outsource the time or something like that, because then it's not as much of a cost for them. It's not costing them as much of their valuable time, not in the same way. But for an independent podcaster, it I feel like it can be a fatal mistake if you've only got X amount of time to focus on podcast marketing. Of course you have. And most of that goes on the strategy that, again, it's it's not uh, time effective and you can't see an ROI on that. 100%. The one clear way, if you're what if you're listening to this right now and you're wondering, maybe you had a TikTok that got 50,000 views, or maybe you just post every day and you get 100 views on every single one, but it's consistent. And you are wondering, well, how many listeners do I actually get from that? Here's one quick thing you can do right now and then test this for the next week and then you can see. You can go to tinyurl.com, free website. There's other ones that do that. You know, this is just the one we use. Get yourself a free link that redirects to your podcast. So you put your podcast in and you just name the link, you know, tinyurl, you know, and then the name of your podcast slash tags podcast, whatever. Then you can put that link in your TikTok bio or in your TikTok, the actual TikTok or, you know, wherever you're putting the links to your podcast. But now you can actually see the clicks. So rather than just having the link to your podcast, have a trackable link such as tinyurl that allows you to see how many people have clicked that link. Test this for a week, ideally two weeks, come back and see how many clicks you're getting. Then you'll actually be able to see legitimately how many people are visiting your podcast off the back of your short form content. And this is really the objective way to look at it because we can say all this and we can give these reasons why you're stacking odds against yourself. Um, but there's only one way to find out the truth, right? Because maybe you are that 1% that actually you, for, for whatever reason, your niche, the style of TikTok you made, maybe it actually did get you a lot of listeners. And that is ultimately still possible. Um, but as again, looping back to my point, 
as an independent podcaster with very limited time and resources, if you're really serious about growing, you unfortunately can't take that. You can't afford to take that risk, right? Of potentially wasting so much time. Um, so if you're listening to this right now, go and track your your clicks and then you'll have a better idea and hopefully more clarity around how well this strategy is serving you. I love that. I think that's the best approach, period, right? Because um, again, we can say all these things, you should do this, shouldn't do that. You know, we're not your dad, we're not your mum. we're never going to be <laughs> that. Um, we are coaches and we've had a lot of experience in the space. We've seen what works, what doesn't. But like Tyg said, I think it's important to be objective. Like we can see all these things and you might still have some limiting beliefs around it or maybe actually what we're saying doesn't apply to you. But the only way to figure out if it does apply to you and if it's relevant for you, for you is to just do the simple test. And I think that way you, you will feel more confident in yourself. We're basically saying to you, if you want to grow your podcast, it might be time to do less, not more. <laughs> Yeah. So if you, yeah which you know. should be a, a pretty appealing statement <laughs> so if we're saying to you, you don't have to cut up any more clips you haven't got to spend money outsourcing like for a video editor you haven't got to think about the stress of like trying to grow the channel and you've just got to focus on other strategies and maybe produce better content increase your output in some other ways you know we're not we're not going to dive into that necessarily in this episode but we are saying specifically it might actually mean you have to do less to grow your podcast more so take a look at the numbers, go to tiny, tinyurl.com. That's right. Get your own clickable, your own smart link, put it on all the platforms you might be on or you're using, and then just see what the numbers tell you. You know, um, I, I'm trying to think of a funny analogy. You know, reach lies. Oh, fuck, that's terrible. Social media lies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gone third time lucky. I got it. Social media lies. But the numbers don't. So look at the numbers, see what they say, and then go from there. Um, hopefully it works. I doubt it does. If it does, prove us wrong. Um, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I think, like you say, what? <laughs> Let me try one now. Reach is vanity. Engagement is sanity. I love that. Perfect. And all we kind want stole you... it from something my dad said to me years ago. But I but the it. point is, yeah, the reach we we can never know if that's going to convert to listeners. But engagement we is what does convert to listeners. Um, to start, I think you know a big takeaway from this is really to start focusing on that metric more, um, which unfortunately unfortunately doesn't lie in the views um, of a of any short form content. Um, it can be obtained from short form content, but it's certainly not in the views or the so called reach that it gets. Hundred percent. And did you know, Ty, that in terms of in terms of value, a lot of social media platforms, the main metric and KPI they use to look at how successful their platform is is how engaged. What percentage of our users are actively engaged on our platform? Meaning liking, not necessarily just watching, but actually liking, commenting, sharing, reposting. That's the main metric that they use, and that's the main metric that we should use. They didn't look at. Oh, how long the song spend on the, you know, they look at how engaged are these people. Mm. So that's super, super, super important. But this was a good episode. So I, got, I think I, it was a solid one. For us, again, the intention of this podcast is super clear. For me, for Ty, for our entire team, is really to help you gain clarity on exactly why your podcast isn't growing as fast as you'd like and showing you ways of fixing that, showing you how to start attracting more listeners to your show. Because we believe the early you can start to nail and figure out why the show isn't gaining the traction as fast as you'd like, the quicker you can get to faster growth, a massive audience, and a monetized podcast. And if that's something that you want, 
I hope this episode has been massively valuable to you. Tyg, any last words? It's not going to be the last time we see you because this has actually been super fun. Um, it's so much nicer going back and forth with someone rather than me, you know, going at it on my own. I'm sure that the listeners are probably yeah, sick yeah. of hearing my voice. Uh, <laughs> they, they love my voice. I've got, got the calm, chill, young British black guy voice. I'm sure they appreciate it, but... <laughs> <laughs> the most sought after voice there is. No, we are, <laughs> I was thinking we should batch record some of these next week. This is fun. But no, I think really, I, I to, just totally attest to what you're saying. I think takeaways for anyone listening, the, so it's not in the social media platform's interests to give you an accurate picture of reality in terms of how many people are leaving the platform to go listen to your podcast. Um, so bear that in mind. Know that it can be a hamster wheel. And again, it's because of the it's how good the social media platforms and the algorithms are. Um, if you're debating in your head and it's really hard to break away from that sense of FOMO because we can say all this, but you can, you know, your friend or someone, you know, or someone you follow that still goes and gets a viral video. And then it's like, oh, well, is it a wasted opportunity if I don't, there's a simple way to tell track your numbers. Um, that would be the main takeaway. Use tiny URL or something similar for two weeks. Um, and then you actually have the objective reality in your head about how effective short form content is for you. And if you should pivot into a new strategy with your limited time to grow your show. And that's it. And as always, if you are new here or you've been around for a little while now, you've been on an ecosystem and you still haven't got a free copy of our best-selling book, Podcast Marketing, you can go down to the show notes and grab your free copy right now, as well as a totally free on us mini podcast audio that's personalized to you and your show. I am Anthony Waneri. You have been fantastic. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and we'll catch you in the next episode.